0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Wendy. And it's Jess. And you're listening to the Food Heaven
1: Podcast, your online resource for delicious and nutritious living. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Food Heaven podcast with Wendy and Jess. Today, we have Romy
0: Campbell joining us. And Romy is a registered nurse who works with Viva Oils, a company dedicated to providing high-quality CBD products to consumers. And she conducts thorough reviews of all available research relating to CBD in order to supply clients and healthcare partners with evidence-based nutrition information they can trust.
1: Yeah, and so today we're going to get into CBD. I'm so excited because I recently got into CBD. Everyone's like, this is the magic uh, like, solution for everything. <laughs> so me and Jess um, started taking CBD just to kind of see what effect it would have. And I will say that it, it did have in effect in different ways uh we can get into that a little later but yeah i wanted to get an expert on to talk about this topic because um yeah i think there's a lot of gray area when it comes to cbd mm-hmm. like what is it that, you know what how do you take it what are the beneficial effects um so yeah that's why we have romi today so welcome to the podcast Romy.
2: oh thank you so much for having me
1: Great. So we can get right into it. For people that have no idea what CBD is or like what we're
2: talking about, can you give us a basic lowdown? Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, to start off with, I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm sharing, like you said, information that I've gathered from research articles with everybody today. Um, But any opinions that I express on my own, and I don't want anyone to think that what I'm doing should be considered, you know, um, medical claims or, no one must take what I've said as um, medical advice because that's not my place. My place is, is to just share, you know, like you said, the, the wonderful story of CBD, and uh, that's, that's what I'm here to do. And so to answer your question, um, what is CBD? It's basically cannabidol is how it's pronounced, but everybody knows it as CBD, and it comes from the cannabis plant. Um, it's a wonderful plant that's jam-packed with All sorts of wonderful things and THC and CBD are both phytocannabinoids. The most abundant phytocannabinoid from the cannabis plant is THC and it's definitely the most understood. I mean, nobody, you can't ask a single person and they won't know what what THC is. Um, But CBD, not so much. You know, people may have started to hear about it, but they may not necessarily understand what it is. Um, So the company that I work with, we produce uh, CBD products, oils and salves, and they all come from the hemp plant. Um, Some CBD can come from the marijuana plant, but what we do is hemp-derived CBD. Um, The big takeaway for people should be that unlike THC, uh, CBD does not produce a psychoactive effect, so a person isn't left feeling high or intoxicated when they use a CBD product. Um, when I talk about CBD, I always have to have to have to touch on terpenes because terpenes are exciting and so much research about them is, is, is showing promise. Uh, so terpenes are basically what's found in all sorts of plants and their fruits. Uh, it's what gives plants and fruits their smell. So when you grab for a lemon, what you're smelling is the terpenes. Uh, when you grab for a bay leaf to season your Thanksgiving turkey, <laughs> what you're smelling is terpenes. And hemp is very high in terpenes. Um, so basically, research is showing that certain terpenes, which you can actually find in the products at vivaoils.com, um, like myrosine, are holding amazing health benefits for people. Um, you know, it's an anti-inflammatory, uh, antibacterial, um, anti-mutagenic, for goodness sakes. It's amazing. And it's also an analgesic, which is a painkiller, uh, Another one is limonene, and people may have heard about limonene because it's actually found in a lot of natural cleaning products, Um, but limonene is an antibacterial, and it also prevents fungal growth. So when you're taking CBD, you're not just taking CBD, you're taking these terpenes too, which are amazing, amazing things.
0: Wow, so I want to just talk a little bit about kind of the effect that CBD has in the body and kind of the systems that it's affecting. So can you talk about the endogenous cannabinoid system and
2: what CBD has to do with that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, a little history, uh, Early in the early 1990s, scientists first, first discovered um, specific cell membrane uh, receptors within our bodies, that respond to THC and that THC binds to. And it was with this discovery that they actually came across what we now know as the endocannabinoid system, which really is just like any other system in our body. Um, And these receptors that I'm referring to, they are found throughout our body. They're in our brains, central nervous system, peripheral nervous system. They're in our organs. Uh, our connective tissues, our glands, even in our immune cells. So the endocannabinoid system has a far reach throughout our body. Um, you know, the discovery of these receptors then led to the ident- identification of a, a, body, a body of research that has now become available to us. Um, you know, I've read the research and, well, not all of it, but I've, I've definitely got into it, And uh, many people refer to the endocannabinoid system as a homeostatic regulator. So what it does is it it, um, encourages homeostasis within our body. Um, So the question is, how does this body system, the endocannabinoid system, benefit from some gentle persuasion? Uh, And that's what CBD does. When we take CBD, it mimics, in a sense the naturally occurring endocannabinoids found in our body and it gently persuades our body to act in a more uh, sort of well-balanced homeostatic way isn't that great I mean, yeah i'm
1: how- just like wow yeah. that's so fascinating and i'm even wondering like the term the endocannabinoid system was that term coined um after like all of the research and discovery was made on cbd and thc yeah, you know, and that that's
2: what's interesting. If it wasn't for the study of THC, we would never know, we would we would never have so early, you know, known about the endocannabinoid system. So these scientists that chose to study CBD, I mean, and THC, they were the ones that were um, sort of insightful enough to, to look at how does THC interact with people's bodies. And when they did that, they found that it actually, it's not just something that people were using recreationally to produce an effect that they enjoyed. It actually was having a wonderful um, amount of health benefit, and it's because it was interacting with our body right at the cellular level. And when they discovered that, they then looked deeper into the whole um, you know, study, and they found that this system within our bodies uh, works to basically connect and to bring all our other body systems together. So... The signals that are sent by the nerves and the the messages that are sent to these receptors on all of our cells is, it's it's like a network within our body. And um, yeah, CBD and THC interact with this network.
0: It's so interesting. So are there any benefits... For someone who doesn't necessarily have any kind of chronic health condition, but still wants to try out CBD, let's just say for preventative reasons.
2: Yes, you know there really, really is. Um, when when I got into the literature about CBD, I started using it every day, and I will I will not go a day without using it. Uh, I'm a healthy person. I have no specific health concerns that I need to address, but. Because I have read so much about cBD I refuse not to take it every day. Um, you know the literature shows that people are using cBD for general health and well being all across the world um and you know I think it's because people are far more conscious about pre- preventive health now you know twenty years ago i don't even know if preventive health was a word that people you know even understood or or that it, it, that you that people used because you no, know, life was different then, but now many people in the United States, especially in states like Colorado, um, are considered to be very health conscious. Uh, research points to how CBD can, can, can help to protect us from the onset of disease because it's a neuroprotective. And if we can protect our brains, what, what better can we do for ourselves? Um, it's also an anti-inflammatory. And, you know, I'm sure you ladies also know that Inflammation is the root cause of disease. And if you can have something that you're taking, such as CBD, a natural oil that prevents inflammation in your body, you're setting yourself up for success. You know, it gets me excited when I talk about it because how wonderful, how wonderful. And, you know, it also has um, antioxidant properties. You know, so people take supplements um, all across the country because they are trying to give themselves an antioxidant boost. And this product has um, all sorts of antioxidant potential too.
1: I would love if you could touch on some of the research because I know that even for us, I mean, I take it for for different reasons, also for preventative, but I would love to hear some of the research as it relates to specific conditions like anxiety. Um, I've heard that it's really useful for sleep. So can you share some of the research that you've come across?
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, um, anxiety is actually the most commonly reported reason that people use CBD. Uh, research shows that CBD acts on two different receptor pathways, um, and it's through that action that people are getting positive results. Um, your current evidence suggests that CBD could have the ability to reduce uh, psychotic, anxiety, and withdrawal symptoms, uh, which is great, you know, especially with. The opioid crisis that we uh, have in this country at this time. If you can have a product that you take that can help with, you know, with um, something like, you know, withdrawal symptoms and with um, um, addiction, that 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 is very very uh, you know amazing. And um, additionally, uh, with regards to anxiety, uh, the research is also there's a lot of research going on right now about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and how CBD can help people that have PTSD. Um, You know, sleep, sleep's another one. As far back as uh, 1970, uh, research findings were suggesting that CBD could be helpful for sleep disorders. And of course, CBD has somewhat of a sedative effect. Um, But interestingly, having said that, uh, not only can CBD be sedative, but it can also offer feelings of alertness. So it's considered biphasic, Uh, You know, it has two different phases. So if you're taking CBD during the day, it can offer you a feeling of being alert or, you know, more clear-minded. And if you take it at night, it can help you to have a good night's sleep. Um, A recent study that I read, I think it was published this year, in fact, um, looked at how Relatively high serving size of CBD, uh, in the region of 300 milligrams, which is really, you know, a lot higher than what most people would use. Um, if taken just before bed, it would have no interference with sleep-wake cycles. So a person wouldn't wake up feeling groggy. And um, that, that particular study, it was actually looking at anxiety. And so anxiety is considered... Um, you know, one of the conditions that you may use about 300 milligrams for it to be a therapeutic dose. Um, so when taken, these people weren't having any interference with their sleep, but other anxiety meds like benzodiazepines and SSRIs, they're all known to have um, incredible uh, negative effects, adverse effects regarding sleep. And so this is, this is um, something that people are finding very beneficial because... Maybe they're using it in conjunction with other antidepressants um, and they're able to somewhat reduce their antidepressants. Or if, if not reduce it, perhaps they're taking the same amount, but the CBD is giving them a little extra help sleeping at night what can people expect like if
1: they were to take CBD? Because I remember when I uh, first took it, I was like, whoa, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, am I going to mm-hmm. start seeing butterflies? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's happening in the body? And if someone were interested in taking CBD, like what, uh, what feelings um, could they expect to feel in the body?
2: <laughs> you know, a lot of people that I speak to that, that give me feedback about our product, they, they are finding that they're having an effect quite quickly. Um, you know, we always recommend people start at a very low serving size because CBD is something you need to give your body a bit of time to get used to. You, you know, like most things, you don't want to just dive straight into the deep end. So we always suggest people start low and go slow and work their way up. So, you know, initially, if you're starting at, say, five milligrams per week, you may not necessarily feel much. But the next week you double that, and the week after you could double that again.
1: And <laughs> sorry, we're just point, laughing because we <laughs> we take like fifteen hundred. Is that a lot? No, I don't take fifteen. Oh, I'm taking fifteen. I have to see. I'm gonna pull it up because I'm just like that sounds crazy compared to like five. So are you using a fifteen
2: hundred milligram
1: CBD oil? Yeah, that's what it says on the bottle. It says actually, it says a thousand.
2: A thousand. Okay, so, so you know, I'm not sure how many how many milliliters are in that bottle.
1: How many milliliters? Can you see? Um, so it's usually 15 or 30. I don't know, but it says uh, take one full dropper one to three times a day as needed. That's- right.
2: So, you know, you sell a thousand milligram um, oil, too. So now it's 30, 30, 30 milliliters in the bottle. And there's a total amount of 1,000 milligrams of CBD in there. So you can take that 1,000 milligram and divide it by 30. Oh, okay. And then you're figuring what you're getting per dropper. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, if that is the case, you'd be getting 16 milligrams in a dropper of that 1,000 milligram bottle uh, if it's in fact it's a 30 ml bottle. Wow. That's so yeah. good to know. Okay, because I'm <laughs> like, like oh my knew. God. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's so interesting that you ladies highlight that, and you know I've had so much feedback from people about how much of the stuff am I taking, and how do I know how much I must take? And so what what I did was I created a CBD concentration table, and it's for all the concentrations of oil that we sell at vivaoils.com. And so basically, when you get your product from us, it comes with this table, and it's very easy. You can see if I take a quarter dropper of the thousand milligram concentration. I'm getting uh, X amount of CBD and then you can multiply that by two or three times, depending on how many times a day you take it.
0: Okay. That's so good <laughs> to know. Cause yeah, we had no idea what was happening.
2: No, no. Sorry, no I I, you know, I just wanted to just say, you know, if you're taking five milligrams a day to start with, I just wanted to add, you were telling, asking me, what would you feel? You know, by the way you get, when you get to about week three, you're probably at like of so the, the serving size that most people would be at and that most people would stay at. And you know most, pe- most of the feedback that I get from people is that they just start to feel a feeling of general well-being. They, they feel a little less stressed. Um, you know if they, get, if they get wound up at work, they find that they're not getting as wound up. Um, you know if they wake up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, and they usually would have a hard time getting back to sleep, they're now finding that) That's no longer the case. They climb into bed and, and off they go. So I can't say that everybody's the same, but these are some of the things that I'm hearing from a lot of people over and over.
0: Okay. So it sounds like C B D is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Cure all everything. <laughs> but what I wanna know is are there any negative side effects or are there any people who should not be taking C B D?
2: No, and that that is that is a question that I'm really, really, really glad you asked because I think this is something that we have to talk about. You know, a lot of the research, um, a lot of the uh, companies, you know, the CBD companies that you find online, you, you Google them and you don't see anything about about this topic. And I think that it's important to, to talk about because, um, you know, there are certain things that people have to be aware of, at least, if they're taking CBD. Um, and the number one thing is that CBD is metabolized in the liver. So when, when we take CBD, it's actually metabolized by a mouthful of a name, which is cytochrome P450 enzyme system. And when, when the CBD enters our liver, it tends to uh, dominate that enzyme system. And about 60% of the drugs that are available on the market currently are metabolized by exactly the same enzyme system in the liver. So what you have is what you could call almost competition for uh, those enzymes which break down these meds. And as a result, what CBD does is it kind of inhibits the metabolism of these other prescription and over-the-counter meds. And then what you're left with is this other prescription drug, you're left with higher amounts of this in your bloodstream and in your body because your liver isn't fully breaking it down. So what I like to caution people is, if you're taking prescription or over-the-counter meds and you're choosing to use CBD, have a conversation with your doctor and keep your doctor in the loop, especially if you're using medications like warfarin, you know, which is an anticoagulant because warfarin is metabolized by the same enzyme system as CBD and if you are left with more warfarin in your body than what you what you think you are taking, it could be problematic. I actually looked into a study about warfarin, and it was a case report on uh, on a gentleman that was using warfarin, uh, and he started CBD, but he was taking incredibly high amounts of CBD every day. I mean, he started on about 500 milligrams, and after a year and a half, he was up to 3,000 milligrams of CBD per day, which is, you know, I've never really heard of anything that high. But anyway... What landed up happening because of how warfarin and CBD interact together in the body, they landed up reducing his warfarin therapy by 30% over that year and a half period. And it's because the CBD, in a sense, made his warfarin more effective. It it left more of it in his body. So if he wasn't keeping close tabs with his doctor, that would be a problem, you know? Mm -hmm. But he was. And in the end of the study, they actually say how um, in that year and a half period, he had no adverse effects and And he he well he tolerated the cBD uh, very well, so wow that's something I want to talk about because you know a lot of people try to avoid that topic because it can it can scare people, but it really shouldn't it shouldn't scare people because this a CBD is um, one of the safest alternative therapies available to to mankind in my opinion, and um the biggest takeaway is just have the conversation with your doctor and and be confident, you know, just go forward. Do do what you think is best for yourself.
1: Right. Especially if you're on medication. That's a great point. Yes. And with yes. three thousand milligrams that he was taking, was he I mean, I'm assuming he was just like drinking it, right? Yes. Like <laughs> is that like three <laughs> bottles?
2: I mean exactly. He was definitely taking a very high hard dose. Wow. It's of- of- pricey. So- I mean, that's the thing, I've never, I've never seen anything like that in the research, except for schizophrenia. Um, people are using very high concentrations of CBD to, to address schizophrenia as well. But you know, generally, for the kinds of things that we um, are hearing about and, and our customers are telling us about, you, you're never going to be using much more than 100 milligrams a day. And most people find that 25 milligrams is their sweet spot. So, you know, if this man that I was just talking about in the study that I read managed his CBD intake well and he was taking those very, very high concentrations, it stands to reason that if you're taking 25 to 100 milligrams a day, you're probably okay. But you just need to keep in mind that this potential for, um, you know, a drug CBD interaction can happen in the body and, and you know, have the research and, 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 and go forward in a safe way. So when it's that concentrated,
1: this is just me going down the rabbit hole. But when it's that concentrated, <laughs> is it less dilute, like less oil to dilute it with, so you don't have to literally gulp it down? Yes. Okay. You know
2: that is the case. At fiber Oil, the lowest concentration we have is a hundred milligram bottle, and the highest we have is a two thousand five hundred milligram bottle. So with the they all they all they all thirty milliliter bottles. The 100 milligram just has more coconut oil and the 2,500 milligram has less coconut oil just to bring it up to that 30 milliliter level. Got
1: it. Okay. And then with sleep, because I know you mentioned sleep. So because sometimes I struggle with sleep. This is just for me, my own little little question. So should I be taking it right before I go to bed? Or is it better in the morning? Like, when should I take it if I want to use it for better sleep? CBD is a bit of a personal
2: experiment. I like to suggest or, you know, at least for myself, I like to take it twice a day because in my mind, I feel like I'm getting better coverage over a 24-hour period if I'm taking it morning and night. But, you know, I think that a good good rule of thumb is try it morning and night and if you find you're not having the kind of results you want, maybe then try taking it all at night. It's not like taking it all has any kind of um, negative consequence for people. You can take it all at one time. That's totally fine. I, I just choose to break it up morning and night because, you know, the reason I explained. And I find a lot of the people that come back to me too and talk to me about it, they take it morning and night because it works for them. But, you know, maybe like you say, because sleep that you're trying to target makes sense to take it just before, before bed. And actually that study that I was talking about earlier, um, they were taking 300 milligrams of CBD and it was half an hour before bed that they took it. And that's about sort of the ballpoint ball, ball point range of how long it takes for the CBD to develop within the system and, and show effects.
1: Okay. And should people start off at a standard dose and then like, wh- what is that dose and how would you go about increasing?
2: So like I was saying earlier, it's important to, to go slow with CBD. You know, people that start off too fast may have some kind of adverse reaction and, and the adverse reactions I'll touch on now, they're nothing that, that can be um, you know, considered very dangerous or bad for the body, but it's enough to maybe make them shy away from CBD and turn their back on it. So for that reason, starting low and working your way up is the best way to go. Um, usually we recommend between 5 and 10 milligrams for the first week. And then the second week, if you're feeling good, you can increase that by another five milligrams. And the third week, do again, increase it by five milligrams until you find that area that you're happy with. And once you do that, once you find how much you enjoy taking, then consistency is key. So, for example, if, you, if you've if you taken 25 milligrams a day and you think that's working for you, it's important to do it every day because... You know, it's like anything. It's like any supplements. It's like exercise. It's like eating healthy. Unless you're doing it every day, it's not going to have the body-wide effect that you want. Um, So the adverse effects, uh, research has has shown that, you know, some some research that I read says no adverse effects are generally reported. But I have read some studies that talk about, you know, sort of very, very vague um, descriptions of adverse effects. Like people say they get dry mouth. Um, you know, red eyes. Um, some people explain a feeling of euphoria. Um, you know, there, there's, there's um, some people talk about having maybe some bouts of diarrhea. So these are things that maybe people should watch out for. If they're taking CBD too quickly, too fast, right off the bat, and they experience any of those things, go back down, cut it in half, and, 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 and you know, then try yourself a lower... Um, serving size. And, and, you know, having said all of that, I want to add that we want people to take as little CBD as they, as they possibly can to achieve a result. And the reasons are because the more you take of anything, the more you need to take. And additionally, CBD is not cheap. So if you're taking more than you need to, you're really just wasting your money. And so finding that lowest, lowest therapeutic serving size is the goal.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy you're talking about this because I feel like it's really confusing in terms of the actual doses and even how to start taking it. It seems just like a free-for-all out there, so it's Mm -hmm. nice that you developed that chart as well. When it comes to taking CBD, we notice with most um, tinctures, the recommendation is to take it sublingually, which is under the tongue. Is that generally the best method to administer? And if so, why?
2: Yes, you know, it really is. And from the research that I've reviewed, the most common method of taking CBD is sublingually. And the reason is because when you put the oil under your tongue and you hold it there for, you know, 60 to 90 seconds or however long you're able to, uh, the CBD um, absorbs through the mucous membranes in our mouth and it enters our bloodstream directly. And the reason this is important is because when you swallow CBD directly, like in the form of a gel tab, or if you just put the oil in your mouth and directly swallow it, what happens is you're not getting absorption to the bloodstream, and instead the CBD is entering the digestive system, and it's passing through to the liver. And the liver is our filter in our body. So it's immediately metabolizing that CBD, and you're basically filtering down, and you're getting a less potent um, you know, serving size of CBD. Um, so the sublingual method is definitely the way to go, and I'm I'm not surprised that that's what you're seeing out there, because the research confirms that that's the best way to take it. Another method is vaping. Um, it's another way of taking CBD and having it into your bloodstream directly, bypassing the liver and avoiding that that metabolism in the liver that doesn't allow for that full you know push of CBD into your body. Um, so yeah, I mean you know actually this reminds me of something I read recently, and it's 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 said that if you take uh, CBD sublingually or in vaping, you know taking it, um you know inhaling it, you get about thirty percent of that CBD enters your bloodstream, um and that's that's called bioavailability. So it's about how much of the drug, and in this case the CBD. Um, enters the bloodstream after you consumed it, and it's about thirty percent for those two methods of administration. If you take it orally in the form of a gel cap, uh, you're getting about six percent of CBD. So the concentration is is dramatically reduced, and it goes back to what I was talking about just now. You know, this is not a cheap um, thing to do. So if you if you taking a gel cap or you're just swallowing the oil directly, it's um, doing two things. It's putting more CBD in your body than what you need, and you're getting less effect. And on top of that, you're wasting your money. And that's you know, why we don't sell joel caps, because they're a bit of a marketing ploy. It's a little bit of a gimmick. They don't work as well. It's the least effective way of taking CBD. And we, we, we want to practice you know, responsible messaging at our company, so we don't offer them. Thanks
0: for sharing that. Now, one follow up question I have is, so you mentioned that if someone, um, you know, takes CBD via a vaporizer, um, Mm -hmm. it's going to bypass the liver and then therefore I would assume the P450 pathway. So does that make that better to take if you have other um, drugs that you're taking? You know, it doesn't
2: really work like that in the end because, you know, it's actually the way that. When you take uh, CBD sublingually or through vaping, it's entering your bloodstream immediately and so it's moving through your body and it's touching all those various cells and, and cell receptors that I was talking about earlier. But with the way that our, our circulatory system works in our body, the blood lands up going back to the liver and it lands up being metabolized in the liver. All you're doing is you're avoiding that first pass metabolism of CBD in the liver. So you're giving, you're giving your body that chance to absorb the CBD through the blood, but then it lands up going um, to the liver in the end anyway and getting absorbed. So it's not a, a way to bypass the P450 system um, if you are on prescription drugs. It's just a better way of um, consuming CBD to get more bang for your buck and a better response and, and you know, effect.
1: Got it. Okay. So you still have to consult with your doctor, basically, if you're taking, yes. <laughs> if you're taking prescription <laughs> medication. Okay. To clarify, with the vaping, there is a stronger effect, so you can use less, right? That's what you're saying?
2: You know, there, there is a stronger effect, and with vaping, um, it's quite an immediate effect, too. That mm. study that I was talking about earlier, the quickest response that you'll get to CBD will be through vaping. Okay. And uh, the second quickest response will be through the sublingual method. So you know people that use the vapor often people that have you know anxiety or they have um headaches, they can feel a migraine coming on, they'll take that vape uh, pen and they'll take some c v d and it's the quickest way that they can perhaps interject uh, whatever it is that they're feeling and um you know turn it around okay,
1: and something that I've seen too is products that have the c v d with the THC, they have a ratio of CBD to to THC. So is there a benefit of combining both um, that you've seen like in the
2: research and your experience? Yes. You know, um, there's actually a drug called Sativex, and it's a 50-50 CBD THC drug. Um, It's used uh, in about 30 countries, and it's used to address um, spasticity uh, related to multiple sclerosis. Um, but this drug is not available in the United States currently. Um, So maybe I should quickly touch on how does CBD and THC interact with our bodies. And, you know, I was talking earlier about this all happens at the cellular level. Um, THC has a very high affinity for um, a receptor called the CB1 receptor. And this receptor is found in our brains And when THC locks onto this receptor, it's the reason that people feel a psychoactive effect. It's the reason they 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 start to feel high. Um, CBD, on the other hand, has no or very low affinity for that receptor, so that's why you can take CBD, even though it's a very very similar to THC, but you won't have a psychoactive effect. Um, But to get back to your question about combining THC and CBD, uh, I, I think that having a very, very small amount of THC shows a lot of benefit for people. Um, So the products that we sell are actually called full spectrum. And what what that means is that we have the phytocannabinoids THC and CBD in our product, but the THC is very, very, very low percentage. It's it's less than 0.3%, and that, that complies with federal regulation. But that small amount of THC is enough to make our oil good, um, but it's also it's not enough to make a person feel high. So using a full-spectrum oil, you're getting a, a little bit of THC, and you're getting a lot of CBD, but they work well together. It's like, a, it's like a dance that they do together, and, and what they do together is better than what either can do on its own.
0: Hmm. So interesting. Um, well, for people who may want to try CBD based on all the things that they learned on the podcast today, what are some things people should look out for when buying a CBD product? How do you know you're getting a good quality product and things like that?
2: Well, you know, what I was just talking about with regards to full spectrum, I think that using an oil that is not full spectrum, is um, not advantageous. It's Full spectrum is the way to go because of that, that beautiful dance that I was talking about that these two phytocannabinoids have. And it's not just the phytocannabinoids, there's non-cannabinoids like terpenes that I was talking about earlier that you find in full spectrum oils. So to answer your question, I think first look for a full spectrum oil. A lot of the hemp oils out there are not full spectrum. So look for that, make sure it's there. Um, Secondly, look at the extraction process that the companies are using. We use CO2 extraction methods, and these methods are known within the industry as the most superior methods of extraction. The reason being, they use pressure, time, and temperature to extract oils, all things that can't degrade the components within the oil. Alternatively, on the market, you will find oils that are extracted using alcohols. So, they use things like acetone and butane, and they put that on the plant to extract the oil. And what, what, very, very, very scary and negative thing about that is, is that what your oil in your bottle will still contain some of the acetone or butane. And, you know, I have to impress so, so much about this. We don't want to be consuming things like that. Um, it's counterintuitive to do that when you're trying to address a specific health concern because you're pumping nonsense into your body. You know, So look at the extraction method. And then another thing, look at the list of ingredients. You don't want to see anything in the list of ingredients that you cannot pronounce. We have full-spectrum hemp oil and coconut MCT oil, and that's it. It's the purest, purest product. You're not going to find anything in our ingredient list that's unpronounceable. And then you left wondering, what am I taking? You know, that's not what people want. So, those are the three things I think I would keep my eye out for.
1: Right, that's great. And I have another question that just came up as you were saying that. So, with full spectrum, because I know you said it does have a little bit of THC in there is it does it work somewhat with like the cuz i've seen ratios where it's just 1 to 1 does the thc enhance the effect of the cbd and like is it um is it dose dependent so the more thc you have in relation to the cbd
2: does that help or how does that work you know being that i've done most of my research on cbd what i know about thc is that it it hits other receptors in the body that cbd doesn't And vice versa. So it goes to 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 reason that if you're taking both and it's a one to one ratio, you're probably giving your your body a pretty wide ranging um, ability to to respond to both the THC and the CBD. Um, You know, I've I've also listened to people talking about CBD and THC, and a lot of them say that CBD is a good starting point if you want to address something and you you know speaking with your doctor, start with CBD and see what kind of response you have. If you then feel like you need to add um, THC to that, then explore that option. The problem with THC is that all the adverse effects, most of the adverse effects related to cannabis come from THC. So if you can avoid that and avoid that psychoactive effect that THC creates, you have given yourself you know, pretty, a pretty good shot. Um, but some people do need the addition of THC. And, you know, this is, there, there's cannabis doctors out there that can, can most, you know, uh, clearly guide people in that regard. Um, but it's really personal choice. Start with CBD and maybe introduce the THC later if you need to.
1: Right, especially for people that have never done either of those, that's really great yes. advice. Yes, wow. Well, we learned so much. So much. Oh my god, Thank through you. talking with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time
2: to share all of this I'm information. Sorry if I just um, keep talking and talking, I, I like do find that I do that, and I, I need to apologize because. You don't have to apologize. This is good. i, I about CBD and I go off a little bit. First of all,
1: I mean, even the questions that I'm, at, like, questions just keep popping up in my head <laughs> the more you talk because it's so fascinating. Right. So well, we
2: should do it again. We should do it again because there's so much to talk about and there's so much yeah. for people to learn. And I feel like there's an education gap when it comes to CBD. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of mis- misinformation and there's a lot of, um, you know, people that need to know more about it and, and and I would be more than happy to do that because I love spreading the good word of CBD. Yeah. And you know also having said that if anyone has interest in something specific that they want to ask me about, you can go to com and we have a contact us tab and you can send me a text message or a, an email and I'll do my best to get back to you and give you as much of an informed response as I can.
0: Yeah. I think it's also cool hearing from you because you're a nurse, and so your perspective is naturally going to be more evidence based, which we're all about as dietitians. So I think that's what makes it so exciting to learn from you. So thank you so much thank for you. yeah for being a part of this podcast. Thank you so much. I loved speaking with you
1: both. Aww, uh, thank you, Romy. Well, we will talk to you later. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, Have a bye. bye, bye,
0: bye. bye. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Food Heaven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes right now. The more reviews we get, the higher we are ranked in iTunes, which means we reach more people. So listen up to this listener review. The podcast is very informative and the guests are dope. (laughs) I am transitioning into a more plant-based diet and can use all the support I can get. Highly recommend for people looking to take their health to new levels. Thank you so much for those of you who take the time to leave a heartfelt review like this. And if you haven't already, please drop us
1: some love and some stars on iTunes. Yeah, leave us a review. We might read it on the next episode. You can also connect with us at Food Heaven Show on all the socials. And our podcast is released every Wednesday. In each episode, we cover tips and tricks for making lifelong, sustainable, healthy changes to upgrade your diet and health. We also interview leading experts in the field of health and nutrition to pick their brains on how to cultivate a healthy life that you love. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.